You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you could make time to be with us this Wednesday. So tonight we'll be having our midweek services. It's good to be back together in those groups. I hope that you can make it. For our podcast today, we're going to finish Paul's speech from Acts chapter 20. As Paul commissions the leaders of the church of Ephesus to guard the witness of the church, we're just leaning into that and being reminded by Paul that we've got to guard the witness of the church that God's given us, that it matters, that it's important, that this is the church that God died for and we're going to guard it, that our gathering together on Sundays, that our loving each other through the week, that our Christian mission, that this is sacred. And it's the most important thing that God is doing in the cosmos. So we are guarding against the, the urge to allow tradition or routine or ritual to take over and we are protecting the integrity of of the church. So we're going to read in Acts chapter 20, verse 32 and following. And I'm going to point out two things that Paul thinks will help us guard the church. So I'm going to ask all of us to be willing to engage in these two aspects of Christian life that will help us preserve the witness of our church family for the decades to come so that you and I will finish well and that we'll leave the church in the hands of another generation of believers who also are in position to finish well. So here are the here's the, the verses 32 and following and the two things that Paul tells him. Now I commit to God, I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Okay, so the first thing Paul says is, I'm committing you as a church to the Word of God. I think that this is fundamentally the most important thing that our congregation can do to make sure that we maintain healthy Christian beliefs, and that is that we would remain committed to the Word of God, that each of us would be studying the Scriptures, that we'd be submissive to the Scriptures, and that as we read the Scriptures together or as we read the Scriptures privately, we are building up in our own mind a sound doctrine, that we're understanding what God has taught so that we're not easily pulled away by false teaching. Somebody might come in at some point in your life, you'll hear on the radio or on television or on you know YouTube or some vlogger, you're going to hear somebody talk about Scripture and then tell you an interpretation of it that sounds good to them, and you're going to be persuaded to say, oh, wow, maybe they're right. Okay, I've seen this wrong my whole life. But what they're not going to tell you is all the other scriptures that speak into the issue that might give you more clarity and show you why they're off track. And the only way I know of for us to guard ourselves is that you would know the scriptures, that you would begin to study the counsel of scriptures so that you would have a better and more biblical picture, a more robust and clear idea of what God has told us, how God has led us, and what God's doing in the work of the kingdom so that you'll be not easily drug away by false teaching. So the first thing Paul tells the church in Ephesus is that they would uh, be committed to the word of God's grace. Okay, so the second thing that I want you to I want you to see is that Paul tells the church to remain generous. So verse 33. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work we must help the weak. Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus himself, it is more blessed to give than to receive. 
So Paul tells the church that he's never coveted any material goods while he's witnessed and worked among them. I think that serves on the one hand to warn them to watch out for preachers that come in who are extremely eager for their paycheck or their goods or using the pulpit or the teaching ministry to gain status, importance, or wealth. So the first thing Paul does is he uses his own personal example to say, you know, I've guarded myself so that I have not coveted things so that I would gain material goods uh, by my ministry among you. And so watch out for false teachers uh, who you can see that glistening of covetousness or greed in their eyes. If they seem like they are too materialistically minded and they're using the church for their own uh, financial or material gains, watch out, that's what Paul says. But then he goes on to ask the church to continue the same kind of practices. He says uh, that Paul has met the needs of companions and others, and he did this to show them the kind of hard work they should use to help the weak. So Paul wants the whole church now to continue that same faithfulness of providing for others, of, of giving, not just taking. And then Paul gives us a cool quote from Jesus. And the reason I say it's a cool quote from Jesus is because I cannot find this quote, and nobody else can, in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Now, we've got to remember that Paul was writing, Paul was preaching and Luke was writing uh, a long time ago. So the stories of Jesus were still being circulated uh, person to person, church to church. And what wound up in our four gospels is only the tip of the iceberg. Jesus taught and did far more than the gospel writers were able to record in the gospels that you and I read when we try to recover the life of Jesus. And so here Paul is giving us a teaching that Jesus was known for, but it didn't make it in the gospels. Now, Jesus, many of Jesus' teachings about generosity are in the gospels, but this particular one-liner that we've all memorized, it is only preserved for us here in the book of Acts. And that is that Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So Paul knows that if any of us give in to covetousness or greed, it's going to derail the genuineness of our faith. And instead, he believes that the witness of the church should serve to care for the weak in our congregation and the weak of our community. And so the two things that Paul tells the church to do in this part of the speech is, number one, be committed to God and to the word of God. And number two, follow Paul's example of living out these words of Jesus, that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Don't come to church asking what you can get from your participation, but rather, how can your participation join the work of God, bless the weak, and build the kingdom? So that could be your financial generosity. It could be your the generosity with your time and your talents, with your heart, just your mindset, your household, your attitude, just how you serve, or even your attitude every Sunday morning when you show up, every Wednesday night when we gather for discipleship groups, or throughout the week while we're engaged our mission. But here's the two things that Paul tells us to use as we guard the church. Be committed to God and His Word, and then be sure that you and I live out the teaching of Jesus. It's more blessed to give than receive. Church family, I love you. I love doing life with you. I love being church family with you. It's November, and as we approach the season of Thanksgiving, I want to encourage everyone, even in the midst of all the things that seem off-kilter, upset, or wrong, let's remain thankful in all things. Keep your hearts filled with the gratitude that Christ has given us from all the things that He's done. Church, I love you. God bless you.